Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, guys. I am so excited to tell you about this episode today. I decided to call it The Making of Miranda Girl because my guest today, Michelle Miranda, is joining me to talk about her magazine, which is called Miranda Girl Magazine. So we are going to be talking about many topics relating to the content of her magazine, such as vulnerability, fear of judgment, perception, and bridging the division gap that exists between people. So I really wanted Michelle to come on because we had a conversation about the events that led to the creation of her magazine. And this conversation made me realize all the ways that Michelle is using her story and the stories in her magazine to help others in so many ways. We talk about bridging the division gap that exists between people. And what I mean by this is it seems to be far more common today online and in the media to be able to identify differences among people or ways in which they can't get along or don't relate than it is to find commonalities among people. So what she's doing with her magazine is she's bridging that gap and, be, and helping people to identify things that they have in common and creating this space for people to come and share their stories, talk about what they're doing, talk about their passions and things like that instead of you know, focusing more heavily on things like that, that separate people, right? So things that can cause people to feel like they, they don't belong, they don't relate, they won't ever understand you. And that's what I really like about what she's doing. So I want her to come on and talk about that. And I also think it's an important subject to touch on because oftentimes when people don't feel they relate to someone, someone else, or share anything in common with them, it can result from them not understanding that person. So an example I can give you is when people are vulnerable about something, like an event that happened in their life or something that they're sharing with someone else, and this other person is not understanding really what they're talking about because they maybe they don't have an experience with the subject they're talking about, right? So maybe this person is opening up to them about how they were in an abusive relationship and domestic violence was involved and this other person listening 
doesn't know what that's like. They've never been in that situation. They don't know people who've been in that situation. So they don't know what to say back. They don't know how to respond. And they feel like they start to feel uncomfortable because they don't understand it. They, they don't know how to relate to it. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to react to make the other person feel good about what they're saying. So I feel like that's, that's something that we really wanted to address here is with the magazine is a place for people to come and share these things and really share their stories and their struggles and the things that they've been through to make them who they are today and the story behind that. And also what I really like about what Michelle is going to share today is that when people come on and highlight these things, it, it means more, it's more meaningful to see you know, the more, the, the more vulnerable moments and the moments when people were at their lowest. And what did you do during those times? What did you do to get to where you, where you were to where you are now? How did you make that transition? How did you bridge that gap? And another huge topic we get into, uh, that I addressed is vulnerability. So the power in being vulnerable. And I know this is something that I've discussed in other episodes and it's kind of like a reoccurring theme just because I really love talking about it. I think it's, it's so true is that when you allow yourself to be vulnerable in certain situations and not that you necessarily have to do that, you don't have to do that, but I feel like when you are okay with that and you are okay sharing you know, certain things about yourself, certain things about your life with other people, people, it allows them to connect with you on a deeper level and really get to know you in a more intimate way that they would otherwise not get to get to know you if you didn't share those things. And also we get into fear of judgment, right? So, you know, maybe if you, like an example I can give you is when Michelle first started her magazine and she was terrified. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't, you know, she was nervous about putting, putting things out there in the beginning and having this fear of how will people respond? How are people going to react to what I'm talking about or what I'm writing about? And that's something that we're going to be talking about in the episode that I think is really important. And something that I've touched on as well in other episodes is, you know, kind of how to, how to respond in those moments when you're afraid of how other people will will react to you when you share something or say something or do something how are they going to how are they going to take that and having that that fear inside of you related to feeling that judgment from somebody else is a thing that we're going to touch on and also kind of another thing that we're going to get on is she she has a lot of good really good information about uh how how the process of how she started her magazine and what she really went through and how she decided to do what she's doing. And she's going to be sharing that in the episode. So I'm not going to get into that because that is what she's going to be sharing. So I just really wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about the topics we're going to be getting into and why I think they're important because I feel like they relate so much to the overarching message of crooked illness. And like I mentioned before with you guys, it's, again, related all to mental health and mindset and the relationship between those two and really what those, the relationship those two have together. And, um, that's, you know, really what it is about is having, having these conversations and, you know, bringing people on, uh, bringing guests on and hearing their stories and hearing their experience, hearing their expertise in different areas and the work they've done, the things that they've been through, and just really being able to listen to that and hear that and take something away 
from that conversation, take something away from, you know, what that, what the other person said, take something away from what I said. And that's really what I love most about doing this and having this podcast is being able to share all these different perspectives with you guys and have you really hear, hear all these different different kinds of things, different kinds of stories, different experiences and all these things like that. So, yep. So that's really, (laughs) that's really what I wanted to explain. So that's what this episode is all about. And it's a great one. And she's doing amazing things with her magazine. So I am excited and I hope that you guys enjoy this one. And like always, if you want to give me a suggestion for what to talk about in the future, you can always shoot me an email at crookedillness at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or yeah, so at Crooked Illness. And thank you guys. All right. This episode is going to be coming on shortly. (laughs) Bye. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. Today's episode will be a conversation between my guest, Michelle Miranda, and I about the creation of her magazine, Miranda Girl, and the events that led to the birth of the magazine. Michelle is someone I was thankful I ran into while I was on a night out with friends, and we instantly had this connection when she handed me her business card and told me a little about her magazine. I was very interested to hear more about her story and the inspiration behind the magazine, along with how it came to be what it is now. So without further ado, welcome Michelle Miranda to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here this morning. Of course. Excited to have you and to hear you come on and share your story with us. So let's get right into it. So tell me about Miranda Girl Magazine and how it relates to your story. Well, as you know, my name is Michelle Miranda, Mm -hmm. um, but the magazine goes much further than just addressing my name. Um, Last couple of years have been some of the biggest challenges, um, the biggest evolution in my life. And going through a very difficult breakup, very difficult divorce, um, I have three children, one with special needs, and found myself at a crossroads of who am I? I mean, my, my, you know, identity had been connected to someone else for so long that I had this moment where I had to figure out who I was. And that was kind of the birth of who Miranda girl, the term is. And, you know, does she rise? Does she keep going? Does she stay down and defeated? And that was that, that crossroads moment. Mm. Yeah. So can you tell me more about the, so when you were going through the divorce and you mentioned how you were, you know, when you were with your husband, you were doing a lot of the things you told me about is that you were doing everything for him and your family and not so much for you or yourself. So with Miranda girl and with the magazine and the creation of that, how did you transition from the place you were in where you weren't really living your passion, doing what you loved to doing what you love now? You know, it's, I've, I've heard this quote and it's that there's two uh, important moments in your life and that's the day you were born and the moment you figure out why. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for the last 18 years that my oldest son, I had been living someone else's dream, supporting um, someone else's company and their vision. And when you're knocked, you know, off your feet and you're, you're stuck in the mud, um, you have a moment to you know, really figure out, are you going to rise or are you going to stay in the mud crawling along and, and playing victim? And I was left literally with nothing. 
uh, after the divorce. It was very painful. And the transition certainly didn't come easy, but we don't grow during our easy moments. And I, you know, was down in the dumps and pity me, pity me. And finally it hit me. Like, this is a moment that can be totally miraculous and very special because now I have a blank canvas and I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I can figure out my passion. I can go after it. And I don't have anybody stopping me but myself. And that's when I combined a bunch of the things that I love and am passionate about and then was born Miranda Girl Magazine. Yeah. Cause I remember you telling me the passions that you had were English, right? English literature, writing what you, what you did in school. And then your passion for helping other women. So you really combined that because you loved writing, you loved doing all that stuff. And you kind of, how did you like, what, do you remember the moment when you decided to do the magazine? Like, you know, what it's was interesting. That? people ask me that and it's, I don't feel like there was and it's kind of funny, like, I don't remember. And then I, mm-hmm. I kind of step back and sometimes and I play it over in my head. And there was a lot, I feel like a lot of little windows that were opening up. And then I would hit a dead end of, you know, meeting somebody that had these ideas to help me, you know, um, be noticed on Instagram or, or, you know, different things like that. And I was asked to then represent a clothing line. And then I got back into modeling and I would often write just to get through my tough times. I've been doing it since I was a kid. But kind of everywhere I looked and all these little windows kept closing and it was simply a step to get me to where I needed to be. And some gentleman out of the blue um, told me about this program on online. I've never met him. And he was showing me all the things that it does and said, you know what, there's a magazine feature on there. Maybe you should do that. And it was just wow. kind of like this light bulb. And, and of course, I'm thinking, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> but there was something that just grew from there. That was the little spark. And this guy helped me out for a little bit and then literally disappeared. Wow. Disappeared. Wow. So it, was, it was magical. <laughs> and the moment I decided that, it was as though all these new doors opened. Um, and it, it was then beyond my control. Yeah. Well, that's, I remember you telling me about that and how, you know, like how you started, started the magazine. So I really want you to to talk about, so what does it mean to you to be a Miranda girl? What does that mean? So, you know, it's funny because some people have brought up the fact that it's my name and Mm -hmm. it really has nothing to do with that. It is kind of a term that I thought, you know, a Miranda girl is a man or a woman um, that has been to hell and back. And Mm -hmm maybe even multiple times. Um, And she doesn't let it keep her down. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all fall down millions of times in our life, but what counts is that million and first time that we get up. And that's a Miranda girl, someone that's been to hell and back, everything tested, but they get up, they rise to the occasion, they rise out of the ashes, they crawl out of the mud, whatever it takes. Yeah. Don't allow the victimization feeling to take over because Mm -hmm. they recognize that we all are in control of our destiny and the only thing holding us back is ourselves. Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, no, because exactly what you said, I agree with you 100% is that most people don't understand that what's really holding you back from, you know, maybe pursuing something you love, doing something you're passionate about is, is us. We're, we're the ones who are doing that. So, you know, what was, what was it like for you when you created your first, the first issue? Um, <laughs> I was terrified because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but it also, 
I, I felt empowered. And that is like a huge, I guess, um, word that I focus on a lot in the magazine is empowerment. Mm. So many of us focus on, we blame our past. We blame our parents. We blame our circumstances. We blame, you know, depression. We blame a medical issue. We blame our friends. We blame, you know, the, the, the hand that we were dealt. Instead of stepping back and saying that, you know what, none of that has anything to do with your destiny. And so even on the, the scary days where I wasn't sure what I was doing, I'd get up, move forward, stay focused and centered. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I realized that this magazine was much bigger than me because people came into my life at the right moment, kind of how I met you. Mm -hmm. And I've never had to find, you know, a cover story. These people have just popped up. And so the first magazine was exhilarating. It was terrifying. But most of all, realizing I could do it because I decided to was the most empowering moment I think I've ever felt. Yeah, because I remember you telling me about when you did the first issue and the, we talked about vulnerability and how, you know, when you did that, you, the first issue was really you, right? You, your story, the things that you went through and you putting that out there. And we talked about, you know, the power in doing that and the power in, you know, authentically telling your story and then putting that out there. And it's, it's a hard thing to do and it's not an easy thing to do, but can you talk about, can you talk about that a little bit along with like, wh like what did you put in that first issue? When right. You that? So the magazine is centered around, you know, telling people's stories and empowering and inspiring and, and lifting and, and, you know, bringing people together. And I can't expect the people that I'm telling their stories to be raw if I can't be raw myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to think that being vulnerable was a weakness. And what I realized is it's actually a strength and it takes courage to be vulnerable. And so I wanted to be completely raw. So I told my story in the magazine and the things that I've gone through. And I've had a lifetime of challenges, pain, uh, depression, abuse, um, even a, a, a suicide attempt. And I don't want to hide from those because it's those horrible dark moments that brought me to here and now. And that's what I wanted people to see is that even through the darkness, the pain, the sweat, the tears, you can still become whatever you want to become. And those are the moments you grow, mm -hmm. not the easy moments. You don't grow during the easy times. Yeah. And that's what I wanted people to see, the raw me, the real me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really bringing that to light and putting that in the first issue and having people understand like, this is me, this is my story. And I think that relates so much to how you described Miranda girl is someone who's been through this, had these different things happen and then, but they're still making it through. They're still doing what they want. They're still going after, you know, the things that they love in their life, regardless of the circumstances that they were in or the things that they've been through. And, you know, I just think that's really cool. You know, the fact that you did that. And I agree with you. I actually I really agree with you about vulnerability and that, you know, I feel like sometimes still people look at that as a weakness, you know, because when, you know, when obviously, you know, if you're out here talking about like, you know, really sensitive things that happen to you, some people might view that as like not a good thing, right? They might look at that and say, okay, you know, maybe you shouldn't talk about that. Maybe you shouldn't put that out there. Maybe you sh maybe we should change the subject. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. But I think, you know, I really agree with you is because when you, when you talk about those moments, right? Because I think to me, at least, I feel like it's, it's more meaningful to hear people's struggles and the moments that they were at their lowest to, to see where they are now, right? To really understand the evolution of how you became who you are. 
Right, right. And I feel like when we're at those low moments, we feel very alone. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to talk about it because things have become so taboo. And that's why we have an increase in depression and suicide because people feel ashamed. And what's been amazing is allowing people to see that their weaknesses make them beautiful mm -hmm. and that their weaknesses should be talked about because those can be turned into strengths. And that's then where we connect with other people mm -hmm. is connecting through our trials, connecting through our triumphs and victories and, you know, really becoming a family because we're all on this earth together. We're all struggling. Mm -hmm. We're all, you know, trying to get through and trying to find our purpose and trying to just be happy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if we can't talk about the opposite, then, you know, we're just basically faking it every day. And, mm -hmm. and that gets exhausting. Yeah. No, I remember, because I remember last time we talked, you were telling me that I think you had this, a girl who came to you with her story, right? And, and I think she wasn't, she didn't want to share a certain part of the story. And I remember here, you, you tell the story. How did the story go? You told yeah, me this. No, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a segment on, on teens because this year, you know, our seniors in high school, have had a really hard time. They didn't get the normal graduation and, you know, they had to grow up really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of highlight those children and, and show that, you know, they're real and raw and we all go through things, especially that age, adolescence. Um, and so there was a particular couple of teenagers that I wanted to highlight, you know, because they had come a long way. Um, and she had accomplished so much. Uh, mm -hmm. She was heading into college a year early and was living her passion already and was part of all these charities. The thing is, is she wasn't willing to be vulnerable and share what she had come through to get there. Mm. And, you know, I feel like all of us look at that and we just go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you know, brag about our accomplishments, but it's, it's those moments of pain, those moments of hurt that we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of inspires us to say, maybe I can share my story or if she got through it, maybe I can, because mm -hmm. we all don't have the same stories, but we have similar aspects in our stories that bind us together, the ties mm -hmm. that bind us together. Yeah. And I, so related to that, I know last time also when we spoke, you said something, I wrote it down. You said something, this quote that you said that I thought was really powerful. And I want I want to hear you um, just describe it. So you said the spread of hate can be contagious if you don't recognize it. Yeah. I mean, look around our world right mm -hmm. now. Um, I feel like it's so much easier when we're afraid of something we don't understand, when we're afraid of our current reality. Um, our, our first reaction is connected to fear is anger. That's mm -hmm. a coping mechanism. And, you know, just as love spreads, so does anger and hate. And if you don't recognize it, it grows like wildfire. I mean, look at our world right now. Mm -hmm. It's so much more difficult for people to stop and actually try to be empathetic, sympathetic, understand, love, um, that people just turn the other cheek. They don't try to acknowledge or understand. And I feel like we're in a society of pushing the blame outward. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm unhappy. It's because I have an awful neighbor or horrible parents. Instead of realizing that that change, that love has to start from within and, you know, it's like kill them with kindness. If you, if you do that every day and lead with love, that's what you're going to spread. But mm -hmm. so many people find it easier to just be miserable and forget about all their blessings, but point out everything that's wrong around them. And mm -hmm. I mean, look around, it's everywhere in our world mm -hmm. today. And it's, it's disheartening and sad. 
Yeah. And I remember you told me, you know, when you check social media, when you're looking, watching the news, reading newspaper, you see a lot of things and a lot of stories that are targeted more towards, you know, things that are wrong or this, you know, this isn't right, or this is negative. And I feel like one thing you said to me that I thought was like, that just hit me like that. I'm like, this is so true. Is that when you don't understand something, like if someone, you know, if someone is talking about, you know, struggling with depression or dealing with anxiety and someone's listening and they don't, they don't know what that is, or they don't understand depression or know a lot about it. They kind of try to avoid it, right? Avoid it, change the subject, not really pay much attention to it. And I feel like we talked about that. And, you know, when people are, you know, sharing their story or bringing up different things, and if someone doesn't, you know, necessarily understand it or has never gone through that or has never experienced that or doesn't know anybody who has, then they kind of, you know, don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, um, the media and everybody else makes money off of drama. They Mm -hmm. make money off of pain. They make money off of showing the worst and telling that gruesome story. It's kind of like the train wreck. Everybody slows down to watch it. And unfortunately, the media has taken that and blown it up a hundred times. And so that fills the airways. So first and foremost, it's like, turn that stuff off mm-hmm. and humble yourself. I remember before my daughter was born, my daughter has Down syndrome. And whenever I encountered someone with Down syndrome, I was afraid of what I didn't understand. And I recognize that if we take that time to just step back and are humble and teachable that the whole world opens up. And now that I see my daughter out in the world, people that take their time to acknowledge her and learn about her, um, I can tell that their hearts are changed and it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful transformation. And I do still see some people that turn their other cheek and that's fine. That's where they're at in their life. Mm -hmm. But it's so much easier, like I said, to walk away when we should be trying to understand each other and that situation and opening mm-hmm. our minds and hearts, I feel like this world would be such an amazing place if we could all do that, but it all starts here and not with your neighbor or your friend or your grandma or whatever. It all starts within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the point that you just brought up right there is that, you know, when someone turns the other way, it's because it's with, within them, right? That's, and I feel like that's a huge thing to recognize is, to not take things so personally, right? When people don't, when they can't connect with you, they can't understand you, they can't relate to you because, you know, that has to deal with where they are right now in their life. And, you know, it's, it's all, you know, with how they perceive it and how, you know, they're just where they are. And I think that's a huge thing because I feel like it's, it's a lot easier, I think, to take things personally, right? Oh, we all do. And, Mm -hmm. and it's in one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements. I mean, that simple concept never take things personal. Mm -hmm. Um, There would be so much less offenses and this person offended me and this person crossed the line, but you know, and and as women too, and that's what I highlight in my magazine is to walk forward with love, with your head held high Mm -hmm. and love yourself because the moment you realize that when you get judgments from others, it's from their perception, from their level of consciousness, their state of being has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you. The judgments against you have nothing to do with you. And the moment you really understand that and embrace it, you have taken your power back and you are unstoppable, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's really difficult, especially for women. You know, Mm -hmm. we, 
we take that criticism and women criticize each other's bodies and careers and, you know, color, religion, everything. And I, I think the moment we realize that when someone judges you, it has nothing to do with you, but where they're at, that mm-hmm. is a very powerful moment in our lives. Yeah. I mean, it, it is so true. It is, it's very, all of that is, it's so true. And I, I mean, another thing that you said to me last time we talked, you said, you know, this is, I wrote it down again. So, cause you said a lot of good stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to write this stuff down. So you said, you said this, okay. So this day and age, there are so many divisions where we judge people and feel we don't have anything in common with them. So what is your magazine? What is your magazine doing to help with this feeling of division? You know, I feel like magazine, radio, songs, media, even movies, mm-hmm. um, they continue to highlight the differences in opinion and p- politics, religion, color, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we're at in life. And I mean, it's everywhere. And mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was create this digital publication that recognized our similarities, that recognized that we're all part of humanity. We're all in this together. We're all God's children. We, you know, so I tell people stories and before each uh, magazine is released, I host an event because I want um, people to meet the writers. I want them to meet um, who we have our ads about, those company owners, because we highlight local companies and businesses, family-owned businesses. Um, I also bring my the people I'm writing the stories about. And I feel like just bringing people together, it just erases those dividing lines that are out there Mm -hmm. and brings community back together. So we're not hiding behind the computer screen. We're not hiding behind our phones, but we're actually interacting and and realizing that we all have a common ground Mm -hmm. if we choose to see it and embrace it. Wow. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you do that with what you're doing. You know, you have these events to bring people together who are in the issue, who, who you're writing about to have people come in and, you know, actually get to know each other and meet each other and have to fit to, to just to have conversation to see that there is more in common. I really like that. That's kind of that. It kind of seems like what the overarching message of what you're doing is, is to, to identify the commonalities instead of focusing on the differences, right? You know, cause I feel like, like you said, it's so true is that everywhere you look, you know, whether that's online, whether that's, you know, in print or whatever you're reading or looking at, you know, it's more common to hear and see things that are focusing on differences that people have. Right. So I like that the fact that what you do is you are, uh, you're, you're shedding a light on something more positive, something different than that, than yeah. focusing on that. Yeah. I wanted to be different. You know, I wanted to bring something completely different to the table and really try to offer people some nuggets of wisdom and to showcase our local heroes. I mean, there's a wonderful woman that one of my first stories was about who uh, had polio at a young age and ended up paralyzed. Um, She has no use of her arms. And the wonderful thing about her is she doesn't use that as an excuse. She taught herself how to paint with her feet and lives alone, no use of her arms whatsoever. And she is a magnificent artist. And just by showcasing her, you know, it showed that people can get through anything if they decide to. And, you know, people wanted just to come in and meet her and meet this woman. And that to me is amazing because you know, she's not out on every, a stage every weekend or being showcased anywhere or highlighted or, 
or whatever. And yet her story mm-hmm. has touched so many. And that's wow. the beautiful thing. Yeah. I, that's what I like the, probably the most about what you're doing is that you are, you, you basically created a space for people to express the things in their lives that are the most important to them. You know, the things that they went through that, you know, whether it's their passion, their, the things that they went through that were difficult, challenging, whatever that is. And I really like how, you know, when we were talking about that, when I, even when I first met you, you know, when I first met you, you were like, Hey, Hey, like, here's my card. And I remember, you know, looking at your card and I was like, wow, I was like, this is cool. I was like, this is cool. I'm like, I'm like, cause it's not every day you come in contact, you know, with, with, with people who are, you know, doing that. And I was like, I was like, I want to talk, I'm going to talk to her about this. So <laughs> I was like, I want to have her come on here and talk and talk about what she's doing with this magazine. Cause I, I like that. So, you know, tell us, you know, what, what are you doing next with Miranda girl? Are you working on anything right now that you're, do- that you're doing to put together? Yeah. I mean, I had to, unfortunately, because my magazine is so new, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to kind of pivot a little bit during this pandemic and adjust, especially, you know, for my family. Um, but Miranda girl's still there right now. We're just doing, um, bi-weekly newsletters to kind of give people nuggets of information, but I will have an end of the year issue that's going to come out. And I was actually just a topic came to me today and that's kind of how I've addressed my magazine in the next issue is I let things just come to me. And, you know, I've realized that there are so many groups of people right now that are, are, you know, being thought of in such a negative light. And I, I want to kind of change that. So I have some really cool things that I'm thinking about that will come out probably October or November probably November for a big holiday issue. I'll do my big end of the year issue, holiday issue to hopefully just shed a little bit of hope that end of the tunnel light, that, you know, um, silver lining to people. This has probably been the hardest year for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. uh, businesses, families, just everything. And I, I don't want that to be the focus of 2020. I'd like to kind of end it on a positive note. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything in my power for the final issue this year to just hopefully make people smile and give them hope and increase mm-hmm. their faith and give them things to look forward to and work on in the coming year. You know, you can't change what's happening outside of us in, in the different cities or you know, with groups in our, in our world, but we can all change what's happening within the walls of our home and within ourselves. And that's where the change starts. So that's what I want to inspire people is that, that positivity, that hope, that faith that I feel like is, is lacking in this world today. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that we need a lot more of, you know, especially right now. And with this whole year, and like you mentioned, everything that's been happening, that's been going on. I think that's amazing that you're, you know, you're going to put that together to kind of end the year on a more positive note with, you know, like what you said, things to look forward to highlighting, you know, the good things. So I feel like it's so much easier, like we said already to focus on what's not working. What's, you know, what did we lose? What's negative? What's, what's going wrong? What's, you know, let's, and I feel like it's, we, we get ourselves so worked up almost in like a spiral of, you know, this sucks. This is not good. I can't do this. I can't, you know, this is all these different things. And I feel like, you know, to have something that you created where you're giving people and an outlet to, to look into that and to, to read these stories and to see what you're putting out there that is positive and is helpful and is 
like a good thing to have. I think that's so like so needed right now. So <laughs> yeah, it definitely, I, I, you know, I feel like my biggest thing is what you focus on is what you feed and what you mm -hmm. feed grows. And if you're focusing on the lack of and the things that have gone wrong and the things that are not working out this year or the things that have been lost or taken away from you, that's the path you're taking. And that mm -hmm. will, you know, keep happening. That'll be your focus. And that will be, you know, the only thing you can see. Um, and I, I want to feed the other side of it that hasn't been fed very much this year, the positivity, the gratitude. I mean, no matter where we're at in life and if we've lost everything, there is still so many things that we can wake up and acknowledge every day that we're grateful for. And when you do that, that continues to grow. And I've noticed it in my own life. I don't, I, you know, I practice what I preach and I do that every single morning. I write down the things that I'm grateful for. And I know that once I, I start my day with like a spirit of love and gratitude, that grows. And days that I don't, that negativity is always going to find a way in or look for a way in. And as long as you are covered in the armor of love, gratitude, faith, and hope, um, you're not going to let that other stuff in because fear wants to win and, you know, and it will. Um, but I, I don't want people to, to start their day or go out in this world with a, a spirit of fear um, because people don't overcome things when they are overcome with fear. And mm -hmm. I want people to acknowledge the things they're grateful for, acknowledge the wonderful things in this world that still exist, you know, acknowledge the blessings that we see every day and the power within ourselves to change it all. Completely. Wow. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Everything you just said. Well, <laughs> you know what? I am so excited you know, for this episode, so happy to t talk to you and have you come on here and talk about your magazine, talk about your story, talk about the things that you're working on, because I think this is so necessary to focus on, you know, the, the good things, right? Cause it's so much, it's easy to focus on what's going wrong, but I think what you're, what you're doing and you're doing with your magazine. I just, that's, I was excited to have you on. I was excited to talk to you and I'm like, she's coming on. She's going to tell us all about this because we need to hear it, honey. So <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad that we met and yes. it's amazing how things work out and, you know, and how we connected. And I, I, I'm proud of you too, for starting this because, you know, this is what we need to do. Bond together as humans, bond together as women, bond together as sisters and help each other, you know, mm -hmm. help each other through this fight. Yes. This Always. <laughs> Always. So tell everyone where can they go to get in touch with Miranda girl. Magazine. So I have, I have, oh my gosh, I have, um, Instagram Miranda girl magazine, um, my Facebook page, my business page, Michelle 2.0, um, Miranda girl magazine.com. Um, and then you can always, uh, find me, shoot me an email and subscribe to the magazine or go on to MirandaGirlMagazine.com, hit the subscribe button and you'll get every issue. It's digital. So you can read it anywhere. Um, you can share it with your friends and family if something hits you. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes, she is guys. So go check her out. She is amazing. She is beautiful. She is doing the best the best things out here. So go check it out. And thank you so much, thank Michelle, Miranda, for coming on the podcast. It was amazing talking with you and I cannot wait to put this episode out.
I know. Thank you very much. It's been an honor and I'm great to be able to do this. So thank you very much. Yay. Of course. All right. Well, bye guys. And bye, Michelle Miranda. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.